Welcome to another episode of the Trailer Island Podcast. I'm Alex and I'm joined by... Matthew. Steve. We compare films in their trailers. Did the film deliver what the trailer promised? And, you know, after Nobody, I was excited to, like, go into the shed and start, you know, doing karate and stuff. Mm -hmm. End of this, I was just like, yeah. I was ready to start doing heroin. I felt physically ill. Heroin? Yeah. Okay. Why that specifically? Because I was haunted by those ghosts. Okay. Oh. And I really need an escape. <laughs> Fair enough, Steve. And that's our review of uh, this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, we're done. No, we're going we're to get stuck into it. Don't you worry about that. We need to provide our audience with content, Steve. We certainly do. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a shame that Simon McQuad doesn't feel the same way. <sighs> just, just a man that can't be impressed unless it's some sort of indie, indie film. I really like the A-Team movie. I haven't actually seen that. That's a really good movie. <laughs> I know Liam Neeson's in it. It's really good. <laughs> All right, cool. We're not talking about that movie <laughs> we this week, though, are we? distract ourselves <laughs> with other movies just to get out of talking about this one. Because I think I feel differently about you guys about this. I have a lot yeah. of good things to say. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's odd how often you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it's odd. fair. <laughs> no, no, we, we, should, um, we need a focus. We need a... Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because right. there's lots of things to get through. Because, you know, I think it's not a bad movie. Okay. But you should introduce the movie then. Do you think I should introduce I the film? I think you should. Okay, I'm this not going week. to. I'm, I'm likely to start talking about the 18 movie again. <laughs> <laughs> this week we're doing Mortal Kombat. First learned about this seven years ago on a mission in Brazil to capture a wanted fugitive. When we got there, it tore through our unit in seconds. The target has superhuman abilities. It had the same marking you do, Cole. It's a birthmark. What do you mean? He was born with it. It's not a birthmark, Cole. It means you've been chosen. Throughout history, different cultures all over the world reference a great tournament of champions. That dragon marking? I think it's an invitation to fight for something known. As Mortal Kombat. These are your champions. I'm Sonya. That's Kano. I'm Liu Kang. Name's Jax. Kong La. The fate of Earth is in our hands. No matter how many of my people you put in the ground, we will not fail. Kill them.
I will admit that is actually quite a good trailer. No. I, yeah, what? Uh, it's, it's a no, good trailer. No. It, is, it is a good trailer. Steve, I've got goosebumps currently. Yeah, but that does not advertise the movie correctly at all. Well, well, uh, well no, hold on. Yeah. I, well, let, let me get to my point. Oh, well, here we go. <laughs> let me get to my point. Finish it. Is, is, is that trailer is, it, I, I see that and I want to see that movie. But when I did see the movie. <laughs> makes a lot of false promises. I would suggest, yes, it does. Yes, that trailer is a lot cooler and a lot Strangely enough, that trailer has more focus, I think. It's a very focused trailer for a very unfocused movie, perhaps. I'll pay that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and we're just getting to the, 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 the top of the start of this. <laughs> I want to disagree with that. We'll, we'll, and I will in a second, but we should probably go over what the premise is. Yeah, we probably should. Yeah, no, you're right. So, uh, how do, so there's, new, there's a new guy in town. <laughs> and he has, a, he has a little, like, a dragon birthmark of sorts. And... Mm. What does he do? He's it's like a, it's like that. That birthmark is like a special pass into a, an, into a club of fighters, and they all represent Earth. In yes, yeah. and they're trying to keep away some evil from the outer world or something yeah, like this, that. This other dimension, I think. Other world, I think. Just an other yeah. world, yeah. yeah. And they needed, to, they needed to defend Earth from these nasty people. <laughs> so they, and they needed to do it in a competition. The mm. other world is currently trying to kill off all the other fighters in in in, in so, Earth, Earth realm, so that they don't have to fight in the competition. They just win by default. They win by default. Oh, this is. And then this. and then and then they, then they sort of spend the whole movie trying to prevent the Mortal Kombat competition from happening. Yeah, what happens when the Mortal Kombat actually needs to happen? Because it technically doesn't happen. No, in this movie. Actually, we never actually see that tournament, do we? No, we, we don't. No. And I, is it fair to suggest that that move, uh, the trailer, may promise that we do see some of the actual, like a bit I of like s- Harry would... Potter and the Goblet of Fire stuff? <laughs> I, I would say that the title of the film suggests that we're <laughs> 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 meant to be seeing this thing. Yeah. Well, look, let, let's be do. honest. This is this is definitely meant to be the first of many films. This is definitely setting up. Potential oh, they're, they're setting up. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why, for better or worse, we never actually get to the Mortal Kombat tournament. Technically, we don't actually get to the official tournament. In this, that's a spoiler, by the way, everyone. Sorry about that. I've just realised that this movie's literally just come out, and um, I wasn't even thinking of spoilers. But so, so sorry about that, everyone. Sorry, everyone. It well, was spoiled when it came out. <laughs> no, it wasn't, Steve. It was. I, I quite like. I enjoyed it. Oh, know, let, let's know, talk about the good stuff. Yeah. Okay. For example, we talked about nobody just a moment ago, and we, when we talked about that in our last in our review. I sort of got a little bit iffy about the story. And then, Matt, you said, don't worry about the story. <laughs> just enjoy the action. Yeah. Now, that's how I felt about this because I couldn't make sense of the story, so I didn't worry about it. <laughs> and, and, I, and I will admit, I, I went into this movie not expecting a great story and I didn't want a great story. I just wanted to go in and see some really good fights. Yeah. My, my issue is, is this movie... I think the movie understands that people don't expect a story, and that's that's fine. That's the kind of movie it is. But at the same time, I don't think the the fights are consist or strong enough or consistent enough to justify a very weak plot. Whereas nobody is so strong mm-hmm. that, like like we were saying, we don't really care. Like you, do, mm. well, you know, that's kind of the point. Just, just don't worry about it. But this film, whilst that's the correct mindset to have, I I. It, the, the fights weren't enough to distract me from its shortfalls in that area, and as a result, 
I found myself getting increasingly frustrated. Like, yeah. like even just little things. Like, there's a bit where the character uses his car to as a like a stepping stone to jump over a fence. When he parks this car, he leaves the keys in the ignition and the lights on. <laughs> and like, in what world would you not stop the like? someone's going to come and steal your car. You've left the lights on and you just left it running. And it was stuff like that, that stuff that you shouldn't care about in a movie like this. But because I wasn't getting distracted by cool fights often enough, I found myself getting annoyed by, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. Well, there, there, there's a lot going on in this. I felt like they probably tried to cram a bit too much in there, would you uh, say? Unfortunately, yes. And, and this leads me to my probably biggest complaint about and my biggest point i wanted to bring up about this movie again nobody is a great comparison to have we we know who our main character is and we're on side with him this movie uh, my question to you guys is who's the protagonist yeah like who's the main character because i don't think the film knows who it spent a lot of time following whatever a protagonist name is which (laughs) strike one right there but they also (laughs) spend a lot of time following sonia blade as well yeah and then josh lawson has like half an hour dedicated to him just trying to be funny he was very very charming for about 10 minutes and then all of that ocker aussie slang really really got to me really i enjoyed it i thought it was all quite funny and just good fun this story definitely follows hanzo the 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 the, the kid the guy well it's meant to but i feel like halfway through the movie he gets a bit lost in the in in the film and and i introduce a lot of characters cole Cole? is it cole is it hanzo is the um the japanese guy from the prologue and that's another point the japanese guy in the prologue I, I think this film, I mean, I, I understand that they want to, you know, it, this is based on a video game franchise. I understand that. It's not like it's, they've made a movie out of the Silmarillion or anything. So you've got a young, attractive cast because that's just kind of what this movie is. Mm. Part of me does kind of wonder what it would have been like if they'd, instead of going for the kind of youth adult look for the mm. cast, they'd gone with an aged, like experienced martial arts actors and and that kind and just done it seriously. So that prologue is so good in the, in the yeah, um, forest. And that guy, I think he could have been the main character. Hiroyuki Sonada. Yes, he should have. Fantastic I, actor. Well, that, um, that, that, opening, that opening scene is just cool. No, it, it is. is. I, I love the shot. And again, I feel like they, they, they started out with a bit of style, which was nice. Like, you know, the shot of the, it's in the trailer as well, the, the inside the house and the sword comes through as, and it goes yeah. up and the blood splatter. That's great. Yeah. yeah. That's terrific. That, I, I wish that kind of style, that kind mm. of creativity had been sustained in this movie. And going back to Josh Lawson, I actually think he was very funny in this, but I started, until I figured out all of his jokes just revolve around him using the F word. Yeah. In all of his, all of his punchlines have the F word. And I was like, and I've just suddenly, like after 10 minutes, it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, so they're just swearing to be funny. Like it is funny until you realize that it's all the same joke. Yeah. Which is just him out, out of everyone else taking themselves really seriously and he's just dropping F-bombs and being Australian. I was like, oh, I'm getting probably, tired of this Probably now. the biggest laugh, though, that he got out of me was when Sonia's talking about um, not having... Uh, she doesn't have the mark yet and he's off screen. He just hears, ha-ha. <laughs> and, I, and I thought that was just probably the funniest thing in the movie. <laughs> I don't look, know why. It just tickled he, me right. He definitely made me laugh, but I I've, I got frustrated with this, um, the cheap... You know, Barry Humphreys famously said, if you can't be funny without swearing, then don't... Like, in terms of stand-up yeah. comedy, then write better material. Like, you can't just swear to be funny. You've got to be clever about it. On that note, 
we know, we all know what Josh Lawson, Lawson sounds like, all right? He yeah. sounds like an Australian. <laughs> he doesn't sound like that. He's putting on the accent for an American film. I, I do, you reckon? That, it drives me nuts. I, I do get annoyed when I see actual Australians in American films trying to sound Australian. It's like, yeah. you, you could just talk. Just talk like, Amer- Americans clearly have this very inaccurate idea of what an Australian accent yeah. actually is. <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, he, but, but, but how good is his fight when he's with Kung Lao? Is it with Kung Lao? Uh, which character was that? When he's having when they're in the sandpit and he's fighting him. Oh yeah, is yeah. that with? I can't remember, or is it with Lou? Oh, I can't remember which character it was with. Oh, the 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 hat, the hat. Um, <laughs> one and, of the hats. <laughs> and and he and he keeps sweep kicking him. Yeah, yeah, that was he good. He keeps like, "What is that? The only move? Yeah, move you have." And then he jumps up when he goes, and he's oh, sh-, and he gets done again by it. <laughs> I thought, and that's like an ode to playing the video games yes. when like you know when you're playing against a mate who obviously knows what they're doing and all you can do is like the same thing over and over again because <laughs> this is based on a video game yeah, this is what this film is and I want to make and it clear that I understand the source material like I say it's this isn't some kind of high piece of classic literature um Literature. I understand that this is a video game movie, but and the video game is just you. It's a two-player game where you fight each other. I get that, and that, and that's fine. And I think the film. I've spoken. I've never actually played the games, but I've spoken to a few people since seeing this movie who have, and they've also seen it. And they've said, "Look, it's, it, they the moves are from the game, and if you've played the game, they've really enjoyed seeing the moves that you used to do in the game mm. in the film." So, I mean, that's probably really all the film needs to achieve. I mean, it's for the fans of the game. That is the challenge that the filmmakers would have had: is is, is finding that balance between making a good movie and st- having to stick to the history and the story that this like it's a video game that's had to build the story over the, over the you know the decades that it's existed so they've got a certain requirement to adhere to the things yeah. of the past that they can't maybe they needed to take more more of a chance with the story and make something up with it i mean they're introducing a brand that, new yeah. character in Cole mm. who doesn't exist in the video games oh a uh, question about Cole um i mean you do make an excellent point about that but also in talking about character design, mm. I've been told that the the pre-existing characters have actually been done quite well in this. Again, oh, talking flawless. About, talking about the hat. But then with our new character, his costume I thought was actually quite ludicrous because I'm pretty sure it's meant to be metal mm. because swords hit it and there are sparks. But on the close-ups, you can clearly tell that is a rubber suit. <laughs> Because it bends when he moves his arms. I was like, that is that, that does not look like metal. Like that was a that, that is a poor costume. That that's your grab, not not the person with four arms. I I like it's, I it's... like General Grievous. <laughs> <laughs> Again, a character from the video games. And I, I got that. I thought the guy with four arms was great. You guys, L- looking... literally four arms like yeah. one two three four not four arms which we all have oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah that's right yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what, what, yeah. Like I say, you're looking at me weirdly what, what did i say <laughs> well what we do need to touch on this film was made in our backyard oh god you know where we mm. weren't stuck before we got stuck on the island this this film was made in adelaide south australia which we're all from except for matt i'm not sure where matt's from neither am i there uh, was bits where you could notice things around town you're like oh that's cool there was a, there was a show <laughs> oh, steve come on <laughs> play with me here I was like, oh, that's Torrens Island Power Station for some reason. <laughs> but isn't that fun? No, because like, I've already seen that before. Yeah, but now you're seeing it in a Hollywood film. I will. Here's, here's something I'll give it, all right? It doesn't look like it was shot as an Australian film. Yes. Okay. It, it, it does look like a Hollywood, Hollywood film. 
It's like like the opening thing in the forest is just a thing down the road in one of the yeah. forestries. Yeah. Um. There's a shot in the trailer which I was so disappointed wasn't in the film. There's a car chase in the trailer. Yeah, I I was where they use the um, people not from Adelaide won't understand. <laughs> but there's a brand new underpass. <laughs> we get so excited about oh, inf- infrastructure in South oh Australia. We have so the little. Tram! We have so little here. Oh, the tram that can't turn right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is a spring bake intersection that's currently being revamped. <laughs> but oh, no, yeah, I get, I get your point, helps. Alex. That, that that shot in the trailer, I, I agree. You go, I, that's I, I know that place, but it wasn't. Like, that's wasn't, under South Road. I know where that is. And then, the then I was like, I was really waiting for that scene, and it yeah. never happened. <laughs> I think if oh, I saw that scene, I'd be like. Yeah, I've been held up in traffic on South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when there are car chases down, down yeah, there. Yeah. I was so sorry for our audience who's not from South Australia and you're having to do with... I have got no idea where you're referencing. Mm. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, was, I was excited about it. I thought it was really cool that this big budget... I think it was almost $100 million to make this thing was made in our backyard, which just doesn't happen. Because yeah. you know, I've travelled to the States and I've been in... I think I was in Philadelphia and I watched World War Z or World War Z. I don't know. I think it's Z in America, Z in Australia, whatever. And there's a huge scene where Philadelphia gets taken over or New York or whatever. And I was like, we're in that city right now. And like, yeah. I, it's, it's an experience in Australian audience that we don't get very often where these big budget films are made where we're from. Oh, it's because cheap. Because it's cheap to do it here. Yeah. They obviously didn't spring for a decent filming location or decent actors. They all put that budget into the CG. Oh, cost. Steve. I had I, no I, problem with the acting in this. I think there was a oh, problem with the story. I'm sorry. Sorry, Alex. I'm yeah, gonna, I, I, the, the acting's pretty bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. Especially from our... I'm doing, air, I'm doing air quotes for anyone who can't see us, obviously, but lead actor is... Um, Lewis Tan. He has no personality yeah. in this movie. Well, do you think that's his fault or it's potential oh, directing? No, or? I don't think it's his fault. I, I think he had. I think they all had very little actual acting direction. I think all the direction was on how it looks. And and again, it's a video game movie. I get that. So it's probably okay that that's the case. But I don't think much effort really went into directing. Well, I think it's both. Acting. I think he, Cole, uh, no, Lewis Tan is just a wet fish. Oh, I'm going to defend them. I reckon they, they all did a great job. Okay. I think any actor... It can if they get the right material it can be good. I, I'm not. I don't know the guy. I and I've never seen him in anything else. So I, I feel like that. I just because I, I think the script is so poor. Yeah. A bit, a bit like Hayden Christensen in the prequels. I mean, you, you can. You, you know. It, what, look what he had to work with. He's at, Hayden Christensen is not that terrible an actor. <laughs> he but is pretty when, bad. But when yeah, but when he has a monologue about sand, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to do the movie Jumper and then get forgotten forever. <laughs> oh. Anyway, back to your hmm. point, Alex. I I also appreciate that this was made in our backyard. I thought that was terrific. And like you say, it's an experience we usually don't get. It's great for jobs. You know, it's, it's great for the industry here. Part, part of me is a little concerned that they may have done that. Well, no, this was before COVID, wasn't it? That they shot here. Uh, yeah, 2019. Yeah. It was. Yeah. My, my fear is that this was just a, a fleet. Like, I, I love it to be a permanent thing. Films getting made here. I just, I can't see that happening. It's I, like you said, this is this is about building a franchise. Uh, yeah. And this is the cheapest way to do it. Well, my biggest fear, and this is going to sound slightly controversial. I'm aware of that. Uh, but but I, I, I do mean it because I, I want South Australia to have an impact on, on this industry. I think that's great. Um, I just wish we could have met if we, if we are promoting this movie uh, as a country I think that's the the buzz is this is an Australian film shot here for a, for Hollywood mm. 
I wish we'd made a better film. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It, like that that fi- this film actually is kind of representing us as a state yeah. and yeah this is our this is our hollywood film like rising sun pictures did a great job of the cgi well, well then there's that question for you because the cgi is fantastic i in disagree this. with that really i yeah. thought it was flawless who's the guy with four arms <laughs> that guy yeah he looked terrible what yep. uh, he he was probably the weaker part but i mean all the the, uh, eye, the I, eye stuff I, was cool every mm. scene in the underground cave with the big two statues mm. that looked pretty bad <sighs> That that every time I saw a wide of that that space that setting, I was like, "This, this is pretty. This is mm. actually." I will now. I don't think that's a fault of the CGI. I just think it's a fault of what it was meant to look like initially, mm-hmm. because I will agree that there was there was a, a disjoint. Like you couldn't quite the perspective wasn't quite right. No. But yeah. I also think that might be uh, because Simon McQuad is a first time director, right. so he may not. This is no disrespect to him, but he may not understand how picky he needs to be with CGI shots. Like yeah. he, you can, you can push that technology really, really hard and get the best out of it. I, I must admit that I did get a bit confused about where we were and what we were doing mm. at points in the film. <laughs> yeah, I was just sort of a bit lost. I was like, "Hang on, where are we? And what are we?" doing yeah uh, it's funnily enough um there are a few shots which reminded me of um doctor who funnily enough because i I watched a documentary about doctor who once and and the conventional wisdom at the time from the bbc was oh we need an alien planet we'll just uh, we'll just go to a quarry in wales somewhere that'll do that'll be our planet (laughs) and i kind of got that feeling from this movie there is a sequence which is meant to be on another planet or another realm it's like that's just a quarry somewhere yeah you know i don't i do not believe that that is another planet (laughs) like oh it's kuba (laughs) pity again um well it's the film's called Mortal Kombat. Mm. I think the film is definitely about the fighting. Now, <laughs> my dad, I went saw this film with my dad. He loved it. Oh, okay, he okay. might it might have been the two ice creams that he had. I don't know. <laughs> He's buzzing. He, he was he was buzzing off the sugar of those two ice creams. What do we think about the fights? No, I didn't like them. I, I, no, I, I, I look. I went with Steve, which was in in and of itself an experience because just <laughs> seeing him struggle yeah. with this movie was yeah. uh, very entertaining. Um, I, I was on board with the fights. I th- again, that first fight is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's, he's throwing his dagger around and doing all this cool stuff, and there's blood and go- it's great. It's love. I love it. I felt like they and Steve and I spoke about this when we came out of the, the session. Is they ran out of cool ideas. Yeah. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think for me, that is most evident where towards the end of the movie, there's a fight in the bathroom somewhere where the camera's so close. Like they, they clearly should have had a set where they could take a wall away so mm-hmm. they could get a wider angle. You can't see anything because it's yeah. just like a mid shot of people waving their arms around and that's it. It's like, <laughs> what happened to that energy and creativity of that first fight scene? Where's that gone? Like yeah. it kind of yeah. va- evaporated a little bit. I wanted to see a little bit more kung fu. I wanted a little bit of like harken back to like 60s kung fu, get some really decent fighting coordinators but in there. Is that what the game some- is though? Oh, well, I mean, you spend half your time trying to beat someone down on that game and fatalities really only count for the last bit of yeah. the actual fight. Right. I want to see some actual craft go into a fight. Yeah. And I didn't see that. Yeah. You, you actually, I don't think at any point you really get just a shot of two people fighting each other. No, you don't. And, uh, it, and oh, you might do, but I get your point though. But it's usually intercut with other fights that are going yeah. on. You're like, I want to focus. Okay, now I'm over here. Okay, no, okay now we're there, over there here. There is a very interesting montage where they're about... 
again, this might be the, the film trying to do too much and introduce too many different characters, but there is a montage, I think, where there's about four or five fights mm-hmm. yeah. happening all at once and, they, mm-hmm. and it intercuts between all of them. And, I, and I, I, like I say, I've never played the game, but I do understand the principle of the game. And I was kind of waiting for that big showdown moment mm. between characters. We kind of get one at the end, but it's, in my opinion, not particularly good. No, it doesn't flow well. I mean, yeah. Because it gets... There's it no get... sense of um, gravitas on these fights. There's no, no... Even though the film spends a lot of time going, there's a fight coming, there's a fight coming... I didn't feel it didn't feel epic. You can't track what's going on. You'll get you'll get like a, a good fifteen seconds of this main fight, cut away to uh, Lewis Tan's character doing something, and then cut back, and you're completely in a different sort of not an area of fight, but from what they had been doing, it's a completely different status quo to what it was before Lewis Tan's character's actions. Yeah, it it was it's in it's a disjointed choreography i wonder i wonder if something's happened in the edit because some things happen in the film and like it's like something's just happened but we haven't seen what's happened yeah yeah i think unfortunately i think the downfall of this movie for what it was trying to be i think happened in the edit room it could have been cut better i think personally i don't think it was there on paper to begin with <laughs> and that, that's I, I say that with dead seriousness, but I, I, do, I absolutely agree when you say they ran out ran out of ideas after yeah after the prologue. I think they they came up with this really awesome prologue, and I want to say that prologue fantastic, mm. great little setup. You know, it's got hints of violence, but it's not completely violent, and and it sort of it alludes of what's coming next. Yeah, like believe it or not, for a movie like this, it's actually some subtlety to yeah. that prologue. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, and again, that's my issue with with the protagonist situation we're in is that prologue does set up a really good emotional arc, mm-hmm. the potential for a really good emotional arc, and the film just does not deliver on that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he he should have been if we're gonna have this prologue of this character who who essentially I guess passes on his mantle in an indirect way. That's your your driving your your through line there, mm-hmm. but the film. Sort of in the f- first fifteen minutes, I was going, okay, cool. This is that's what the film's going to be. It's going to be this guy. It's, it's an origin story, but it's going to be him learning these powers that he's got from his ancestor. And that sounds like a good movie. Apart from the film, kind of, I guess, gets bored of that notion and starts doing other stuff mm-hmm. instead. Yeah, and then tries to come back to that at the end. It's like, no, 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 you've moved on from that now. Like, I that arc doesn't exist. It's because Cole's character is is is, is very bland. He is. Yeah, there's not much going on, and that's again we we, we mentioned it earlier. We sort of get distracted with Sonya Blade, mm. whose whose character is, uh, by my opinion, a lot more interesting. It is you know someone who 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 loves fighting and is not given the opportunity to fight in the in the universe's biggest contest because she, she doesn't, yeah. doesn't have the mark. She hasn't earned the mark yet. That's a good point. That's a, that's a way better character. She, she probably is the only one that has an arc of yeah. some kind. Yeah. yeah. I would agree with that. And then when she gets her... She gets forgotten about. She, she gets her magic armbands. <laughs> yeah. And we actually never see that moment happen. Yeah. You see everyone at like, like, I have earned this, whatever the thing's called. The power. Um, the power. And then she gets all of a sudden she turns up and she's got it. And they're like, oh, yeah. so we didn't actually see that payoff. And again, like our, again, I'm doing air quotes for everyone playing at home. Our main character, we see struggle to earn that. And then it does feel cheap that she just rocks up and goes, hey, I've got it. Yeah. It's like, well, we just spent like an hour and a half with this guy that we don't really care about yeah. having to suffer going, oh, is he there yet? Is he there yet? And you just turn up. It's like, come on. Come on now. And imagine if if Sonya Blade was the protagonist, like the the one and only protagonist. I find I would find her story to be super interesting. Like having to tag along with the chosen one without being a chosen one yourself, and sort of 
have to try and earn it yourself as opposed to being born with it. I think that's a that's, way better, I way better facet to it. I think you just made a better movie. Sorry, Simon. <laughs> but no, you, you are right. In terms of character arcs and in terms of having a protagonist, that would be much more interesting. Mm-hmm. That's something that as an audience member, you can latch on to. You can identify with that. Look, talking of bland, blandness, to bring up another point, let's talk about the soundtrack. There, that, that composer turned up for one piece of music, which is the, the, the boss fight at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the rest of it, I think he just sort of just... He had to look at um, the rejects on the Matrix soundtrack and just <laughs> use those, I think. This film desperately needed John Williams. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what you do with the soundtrack with this. Like, obviously, uh, well, you uh, do something with it, unlike what this composer has done. Well, which is nothing. You know, the Mortal Kombat theme is iconic, and we yeah. get it. We get it in like tidbits in the yeah. last track, and I was like, okay, here we go, and it's like, oh, it's over. Oh. Yeah, I, I, it, it again, again, not playing the game. I still know the theme, and so yeah. I was kind of like, you going like, come on, let's let's kick this up a bit, or kick into gear rather. Mm. And, and like, you know, this is, it's not like this is an unlicensed film. Like, use the music. Yeah. It's a bit like mm. um, having a James Bond theme that doesn't use the James Bond theme. A movie that doesn't use the James Bond theme. It's like, why? You're a, you own it. Like, absolutely yeah. go for it. I'll never forget uh, Nerdwriter's video on um, uh, the Fellowship of the Rings score. Uh, mm. Who did that again? Uh, Howard Shaw. Howard Shaw, and how he brings together all these character motifs. Mm. All right, and you get the really great Castle Doom bit there, where everything comes together, and it's the wonderful triumphant horns, and mm. you, get the, you get the actual Lord of the Rings theme. You've got like four or five characters here. Do a light motif for each of them and bring it together at the end. Why the hell not? And that's the thing is, I think the movie would have. Like that's the th- uh, yeah. So I'm a huge fan of, of music. I think we all are, and soundtracks can make or break a movie. And I think, unfortunately, for the pacing of this, the first half hour, instead of actually any, shall we say, actual music, they've just gone for this kind, of, you know, like drones, a bit of a Hans Zimmerish kind of thing, which is fine, provided you actually, you know, put some melody in there or some themes. You can't just have a consistent drone that you know rises towards the end of a scene to make it dramatic and then, and then it just does it again it's like that's boring it needs to you need to do something with it mm-hmm. yeah. you know I mean the, the soundtrack for Dunkirk which is Hans Zimmer mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of just you know drones in that because it's meant to build suspense mm-hmm. but if you listen to that soundtrack there's a lot going on in terms of melody and theme like it it, it teaches you the theme and then runs with it and so you it sets you up going okay I can hear this theme but I can't see why it started yet so you know something's going to happen yep. this movie just has drones and just hopes that the audience will latch onto that thinking that the characters are getting tense, if that makes sense. Yeah. But it doesn't, it's not that easy. You've got yeah. to work at it, you've got to earn it. Well, I think we need to wrap things up. <laughs> and mm. out of five, what, what, what are we? Hats? Spinning hat blades. I do like spinning the spinning hat blades. Yeah. That spinning hat good. blades. Cool um, smoke VFX. Um, Egg rolls. Scripts devoid of creativity. <laughs> We've already done crossy scripts. <laughs> you guys are so mean. I look. I, I look. I, don't get me wrong. I I wasn't a huge. I wasn't hugely excited to go and see this. I think that that much was obvious to, to you two, and we were leading up to this. But you know, I was like, no, it's a new film. It's made in South Australia. That's terrific. I I tried my best to like this, and I just. I don't want to sound like I'm being negative, and I know that I've been very pessimistic this episode, but I just, like I said, like if this is going to represent South Australia's efforts in the Hollywood game, I really wish we'd made a better movie. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> well, there's been quite a few made in the last couple of years, mm, so maybe we yeah. need to get through those as well. I w- I'd like to. Uh, so, anyway, out of five, 
Hatblades. 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 All right. Uh, who wants to? Uh, uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fire up, Steve. Let me, let me, let me go. Uh, it is a half. Oh. It is a half. Uh, this script is is terrible. It is acted terribly. The music is very very awful. Um, the fight scenes are boring, dull, and less than surprising. There, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no shock or horror. There's this is like this is a studio film. All right, this is something that has been created to create a franchise, and it stinks of it. Okay, it's not it's not subtle in what it's what it's doing. It is. It's not even a good, bad film. It is a bad, bad film that I would expect to buy at a Caltex. <laughs> okay. I don't want to see it ever again. Caltex is a fuel station, just in case you wonder. Yeah. Uh, if you want to watch an Adelaide film, go watch Escape from Pretoria or on Hotel Mumbai because <laughs> they're probably actually better. Is Hotel Mumbai shot here? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like maybe we should do that. Um, look, I'll, I'll follow on from that if, if I may, because I feel yep. like you might be a little more positive, Alex, in your yep. review. Um, I, yeah. I, like you, Steve, I never want to see this again. However, I was thinking about this quite seriously because I thought, how harsh am I going to be on this movie? Like, I can't, be, I, I can't just like, try and be funny by being overly harsh on it. I was thinking about the Taylor Swift documentary and how furious that made me. And I was like, this film didn't make me as angry as the Taylor Swift documentary. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? To be fair, there, there are good bits in it. And for a, a movie that is based on a video game where you pick a fighter with a certain set of abilities and then you just spam buttons and just fight each other, how, how, you know, how picky can you really be? As a film, awful. No characters, terrible. Like every, everything Steve said, I agree with. But you know, it's you just you just you're there for the fights. The fights don't really live up a hundred percent of the time. But that prologue was cool. I like the potential for more. I would probably give a sequel a good chance. Like mm-hmm. I'd go and see one in in the hopes that they would tighten it up a little bit. I'm going to give this a one and a half. Can okay. I? Can I just? I want to. I want to asterisk something because okay. I feel like we need to be. <laughs> Video game movies have gotten a hugely bad rap in the last 20 years, and mm. for, probably rightly so. But I think we're at a point now where there's sort of trying to be an ascension there. I mean, Tomb Raider was fantastic. Yeah, no, we, we agree on this. The Tomb Raider, the newest one was very good. Assassin's Creed wasn't as bad as everyone made it out to be. Yeah. Um, but this doesn't... Mortal <laughs> Kombat doesn't help that at all. Uh, no. Okay. No. Well... I I went with the idea and knowing that probably I wasn't going for the story in the feels and I was incredibly in, impressed by the CGI and the fight sequences and stuff. And yes, they're a bit disjointed and, you know, I agree with all of your points. That's fine. <laughs> but... Are you sharpening your knife, Steve? No. No. <laughs> it's already dead. Uh-uh. But I enjoyed it as just a sit-down watch and just let it just... A B. I'm, so I'm going to go with three and a half. Okay. If, if that's okay. Oh, no, no, with I think you guys. I think that's more than fair. I, I I just want to just again put out there. I do agree with you. Like very much like nobody, you're not there for the story, and I I accept that. I just that doesn't mean you can't make any effort to write yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> like you do need to put some effort in. I will absolutely give you a free pass if it's thin. But this one is almost non-existent. This is just uh, a, literally a proof of concept for <laughs> Legend. No, it's Warner Brothers, isn't it? Uh, yes, I saw I, their. I thought it was Universal, wasn't it? Oh, no, no, it's, no, it's both. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, look, the theme music. The theme music. I think Alex is trying to stop oh, Stephen off from going on any longer. They couldn't come uh, fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> as always, I just want to say as well, please go and seat yourself and form your own opinion. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, always do that. Okay. Well, that, that was, uh, what did they end up being? Five and a half. <laughs> Out of mm. out of fifteen, mm-hmm. stings, mm. really stings. Uh, anyway, so we've been the Trailer Island podcast, and Matt and Steve's opinions are entirely their own, and not representative <laughs> of the Trailer Island podcast. <laughs> no, I guess you're allowed to have your opinion. That's fine. Uh, so you can contact us via the Facebook page. Tell us if we're right or we're wrong. Um, you can send us an email: contact at trailerisland.com.au visit the website as well there's heaps of other episodes to look at and yeah enjoy those yeah um, did you enjoy Mortal Kombat let us know did we get it wrong did we get it right was I right as always <laughs> who knows I don't know uh, yeah would you like to come to a Mortal Kombat watch party with us <laughs> I am gonna I'm going to go and see the sequel to this I'd see the sequel yeah I, I would go no <laughs> no I'm not dragging myself to Caltex to buy the sequel <laughs> which is a petrol station just a reference <laughs> We've been the trailer on tra- no. <laughs> We've been the trailer on podcast. I'm Alex. I've been joined by Matthew Zub Zero for some reason. <laughs> Good night. Finish it. This is a narrative network podcast.